No joke sure. though. I think pound for pound, Turbo Kid's probably my last, my favorite movie of the last five, maybe ten years. I don't know. I've seen the, I've seen Turbo Kid mm, this year alone, or this year probably like fifteen or sixteen times. It's pretty rewatchable. <clears throat> Why don't you tell them the truth? You carried it around with you in a man purse. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought that was John Wick. No, tell him. It was. It was John Wick at first, and then I swapped it with Turbo Kid, <laughs> just so that it was always at the ready. <laughs> What am I gonna do today? I know. I'll watch Turbo Kid, <laughs> and I'll just pull out pull it out of my man purse. It's a satchel. And put it in. Yeah, man's a man a mantle. It's a computer bag. <laughs> <laughs> Call it whatever you want. <clears throat> Look like a purse. That's Nathan. <laughs> you check it out. I love this movie so much. I put it in this bag. That bag's gay. You bag. <laughs> <bullshit>. <laughs> Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Me too. Daniel, are you worried or excited? I'm worried. Welcome, everyone, to Trailer Park Podcast. I am Nathan. He is Daniel. We are cousins. Tonight's show could possibly blow your mind. You have to be worried or you have to be excited. You have to choose a side. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. My lesbian radar is very strong. I take back everything I said earlier about puzzle pieces and vision. You can go fuck yourself. Wish you could hear the sound of my jaw dropping. Are you listening? Are you fair enough as a person that we should have even ground? For Christ's sake. <sighs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Trailer Park Podcast. Trailer Park Podcast, episode 69, Daniel. 69. 69. Dude. Bro. 69. Dude. Dude. Bro. Nathan. Bro. Dude, bro, Daniel, bro. It's oh, a- there's only one thing to do for this very special 69th episode. Suck each other's cocks. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> no? That is my territory. Don't you don't you fucking tread on my jokes. Did I get it wrong? <laughs> I was going to say sweet sweet cousin on cousin 69. Oh. Show you how it's done. Make a gif of it. A man on man 69. GIF is like a perfect perpetual motion machine. Hmm. <clears throat> well, that's kind of fitting because it's a sausage party tonight, Daniel. We've got Ivan with us tonight. Hello. Dude, mm. bro. Hello. Dude. Bro. Ivan. Bro. Ivan, bro. bro. Welcome, bro. Welcome. Thanks, bro. Welcome, dude. Dude. Um, Thanks. Yeah, we're channeling our inner millennials tonight, except for the intern. The intern is, as always, boring and stagnant. <laughs> Hi, intern. Bros? Bros. Dude, yeah, no, you're like you're like the Grand Torino dude, to our bros. Um, yeah, dude, man, dude, bro, man, bro, man, dude, man, dude, bro. Yeah, it sounds awful coming mm. out of his mouth. It's almost like he's gonna ruin it. Bros. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh <laughs> well, so painfully awkward coming out of that mouth. Yeah, dude. That's not dude. the only thing, dude. Mm. Yeah, things are better going into that mouth, bro, dude. dude. Are you guys coming? Um. So, gentlemen. What can you tell me about 69? It's a sexual position. And remember, Mm. remember that uh, sucking each other's cocks is Daniel territory. He said. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 69, uh, we learned from last episode that... um, Definitely want to go woman on top for 69. No need to get into the details of the sexual position associated with 69. It is one of the most famous, if not the most famous, sexual position. So we'll leave it at that. Nathan? Um, 
Yeah, no, I mean, other than maybe saying it's the atomic number of tholmium or tholium. Is that how you say that? I don't know. You made it up. You pronounce it. Uh, Tholium (laughs) is my favorite oleum. Well, it is a lanthanide. Right. Um, (laughs) uh, Other than that, maybe the affinity numerology of 69. What do we got here? It's the, it resonates with idealism, family, harmony, health, and capacity. That's disgusting. Hmm. Yeah. If you turn it on its side, it's like the Pisces symbol. Yeah, when you guys are like blowing each other, you're like family, health, harmony. This is compassion. Right. Okay, look, it's astrology. It's like an Alex Gray painting happening around us. <laughs> yeah, no, that's enough of that. How about some movies that came out in 1969, gentlemen? What do you got for me? Mm. Oh, uh, Midnight Cowboy. Mm, okay. The Ridge True Grit. What's this? Oh. I I am curious. Oh. Are you? Are you? What are you curious about? Dude. The Love Bug? Bro. Mm. The Wild Bunch? True Grit? Ooh. Uh, Muhammad Butch Ali, Kessler. the greatest. Easy Rider? Paint Your Wagon? Hello, Dolly? That's all right, little lady. Honor Majesty's Secret all Service? Paint Your Wagon. Um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Look at how much fucking money that thing made. In 1969, it made over $100 million. A fucking Western. Over 100 mil. 1969. Jesus. Almost makes you want to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happened there? I don't know. Okay. He told, me, he told me not to go there. He told me it's his territory. Try not to. Intern, give us some uh, Academy Award information. Uh, apparently, we're just not going to do the 68th Academy Awards at all because Daniel said that uh, horror has been spurned by the Academy Awards, so therefore the horror episode of Taylor Trailer Park Podcast spurned the Academy Awards in turn, so it just gets left. Mm. This is the year that um, Edward Norton got shafted by Cuba Gooden Jr. for Best Supporting Actor. Um, in Primal Fear? Yeah, Primal Fear lost to Jerry Maguire, one of, the, one of my favorite acting moments in, in my viewing cinema history, gets a slap in the face. It is good. The first time you see Primal Fear, that is a moment. Uh, actor in a leading role went to Jeffrey Rush for Shine. Uh, he beat out Tom Cruise for Jerry Maguire and Ralph Fiennes for The English Patient. That's a little shocking, actually. Um, where am I? Oh, I don't have control of anything. Uh, actress. We had uh, Frances McDormand for Fargo. Actress in a supporting role. We had Juliet Binoche for The English Patient. Which uh, is probably deserved. Uh, best picture went to the English Patient. Wee! It beat out. It beat out Fargo. It did beat out Fargo. Fargo. I mean, twenty years later, guys. Come on, Fargo. I just right. read the English Patient and watched the movie. Oh well, that means experience. it's that means it's way better than. <laughs> oh, what kind of torture? <laughs> what yeah. is that? Oh, he read the book, so I guess that means uh, it's a Canadian author. We can close oh, the a long week, and I'm just going to settle in with Doctor Zhivago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's go to some visual effects or something here. Oh, you want some bullshit? Okay, there we go. Independence Day one for uh, best visual effects. Mm. Yikes. Mm. Uh, there it is. Fun mm. movie, terrible effects. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, some of those is. explosion scenes are pretty awesome because some of them are practical. Mm. The rest, though, they don't hold up over the test of time. You. Mm. Will Smith in a fucking UFO? God damn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh, so good. And this was uh, held in 1997 for the movies, um, honoring the movies that were made in 1996. Daniel, can you tell me what the reverse of 96 is, please? Hmm. Didn't expect you to spring this on me. <laughs> 69. Woo! It does have relevance. All your nitter and natter bullshit about the numbers and how it doesn't relate to the Academy Awards. Well, you can suck it tonight. And you he can will. both suck it together at the same time. Hey, <clears throat> dude. Man. Dude. Dude. Bro. No. Dude. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Man. Chill, bro. Oh. Do you guys see something coming down in the uh, pneumatic oh. tube? Is there a new pneumatic tube coming? Well, well, let's let's, let's, someone, let's someone, wait. Someone's coming. Let's wait for him to finish. <laughs> in, intern, get your mouth off the tube. But I just, yeah, I really like the the tube. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fuck. Okay, it's it's coming whether you like it or not. Okay, this is called Lynn Rider. Sad Sack Studios is letting us know that Justin Lynn, Daniel's favorite director, um, <laughs> is is rebooting Knight Rider with a company called uh, called Machinima, and they're known for doing a lot of. Uh, let me see here: uh, Mortal Kombat Legacy, Mortal Kombat Legacy Two, Street Fighter Assassin's Fist, Street Fighter Resurrection. Should be a should be a, a damn good show it's here. It's gonna be quality. <laughs> Hey, that said, have you guys seen Mortal Kombat Legacy 1 and 2? Please tell us how good they are. They're way better than you think they are, that's for sure. Actually, this company is kind of applauded, and that's why it's cool that Justin Lin and them are hooking up to do a digital series reboot of Knight Rider. However, the question would be, is Kit really that advanced anymore? Aren't they going to have to do something more to make Kit cooler? Yeah... Because like, like a a modern day like Ford Fiesta has more tech in it than the original <laughs> Knight Rider. That's what I drive currently, and it's a piece of shit. Yeah, can you can you aux in your phone? Yeah, uh, that's more than Knight Rider but I, can do. But I, I can I can Bluetooth into it, which is better. Even better. What could Knight Rider do? We we never we only did the pilot on uh, we only did did a commentary track for the pilot episode of Knight Rider. We should go back and do the series. Or not? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> leave me hanging out there. I guys. was I was silently scolding the intern for his levels yeah. tonight. They were low. They're quite low. He's not putting his lips close enough to the microphone. Look at how close my I lips are. I will get right on. Oh, this. there you go. Oh, there you, there you this go. This is not going to talk. That's sexy. Okay, great. Yeah, save me. Save me in the <laughs> editing process. Thank you, intern. Consider yourself, dude. Suck saved, dude. Bro, bro, dude. I'm 69ing this mic right now. Sad Sack is calling this one at the edge of the pre-sequel. Doug Lyman. Doug Lyman calls Edge of Tomorrow 2 both a sequel and a prequel, and he says that the Edge of Tomorrow 2 is going to change the way that sequels are made. Are we going to get to see Tom Cruise running next to himself in a race with himself? Like fighting himself like to running. death. No, just running Ooh. side by side in a runoff. Right. It would be glorious. Right, because he runs 
yes. for everything. It's Gosh. where they bend in on itself the entire Tom Cruise universe, <laughs> and he has to fight each and every one of his characters that he's ever been. It's like that movie, The One, with Jet Li. Exactly. Each one he kills, he gets stronger. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel and he I... Kills, was... he, he kills his character from 4th of July, and he's like, nah. He doesn't get much stronger. Daniel and I walked out of that movie together. The, the one, one, that's right, we did. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we did. It was absolute garbage to us at the time. I don't know if I was the catalyst or if you were. I feel like probably I was. No, I remember being like, what? I was like, this is not... This is, they took like the worst of American action movies and the worst of Asian movies and like just spliced them together. And I was like, no, why not the best of? <laughs> <laughs> How about this? This is what I see with Edge of Tomorrow 2. It's a, it's a sequel that's also a prequel that's going to change the way sequels are made. And I just look at Daniel trying to convince Amanda to, <laughs> to go see Edge of Tomorrow 2. Good luck with that. Yeah. No way. But Luke honey, a bad taste in her mouth for some reason. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it keeps repeating. It's going to jump all over the place in the time loop this time. It's going to be so satisfying. <laughs> it's going to be like uh, Quentin Tarantino did did this movie. That's what it's going to be like if it starts jumping around with the timeline. Well, mm-hmm. then it would have to have chapter one, blah, 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 and chapter and two, chapter blah, 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 seven, and look at me. Three. I'm so clever and... and and crazy cool. Yeah. Pre-sequel though. Like how does that how does that uh how does that do? I guess with a time warp I can kind of see that. It means that it's going to jump to before the events of the first one and jump after and, inside the same movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's yeah, they've I've been hearing that term a lot lately. There's a game too. Remember Borderlands the pre-sequel? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What's you know, going on with this terminology? You know what they could do? Know. They could just put 5 minutes at the beginning and 5 minutes at the end. Can you guys and tell then me just re-release it. Tell me something else. <laughs> I'd still watch that. Tell me something else about life, gentlemen. Um, who still has a home phone? Can you? That's what um, I said. People with grandparents people over the age of fifty. Be- people with grandparents. Yeah, because I don't know if you guys heard what I just heard in the background, but uh, mm-hmm. in Daniel's house there appears to be a landline telephone ringing <laughs> in the distance. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well. <laughs> and I mean, we're not, we can't all be from the greatest generation, I guess, but that's what I said. I got, I got here. I was here by myself one night when I first moved in and that thing went off late at night and I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I haven't heard one of those in years. And then I like went looking at it. Like I'd come across some like artifact in the backyard <laughs> and I found out it's just because Amanda's job is so like critical at certain times. They need to be able to get a hold of her no matter what. So she has to have a landline. Hmm. Uh, sounds like a likely excuse. Does so it yeah. have like one of those like dial, like the circle dial? That that means that people in her profession have used my cell phone died as an excuse enough times for them to <laughs> mandate that a landline be installed in their home. All right, Daniel, let's move on to questions. <laughs> yeah. Some, somebody, there's a company that probably lost millions of dollars uh, in malpractice insurance right now because that phone wasn't picked up. <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> why didn't you answer it I'm sorry what would you say you had Nathan I have questions Daniel there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you <laughs> I 
We we here at Sad Sack Studios are well aware of Nathan's unhealthy obsession with Jake Gyllenhaal. Sad Sack has prepared a game for us tonight and is asking everyone on the podcast except Nathan to review the following upcoming Jake Gyllenhaal projects and evaluate whether Nathan is rising, throbbing, or discharging. <laughs> So there's never a time when you're not at least a little bit aroused by Gyllenhaal. Sad Sack is awarding extra points for creativity. Uh, The first one tonight, gentlemen, is called Stronger. Uh, A victim of the Boston Marathon bombing in 2013 helps the police track down the killers while struggling to recover from devastating trauma. Okay, what are we dealing with here, gentlemen? Uh, A broner? Uh, in internaculation stimulus package, uh, releasing the doves. What, what what do we got here? I think you have a rising boner. Oh, I think it's making his uh, discharging stronger. I'm gonna say just I think barely. <laughs> I don't know, maybe like you know when you're like a little bit meaty down there, like you got a little bit of a semi going, you can kind of like gain control of that muscle and just sort of like mm-hmm. tug. So it makes your look your dick look like it pulls up a little bit over and over again. I think we're at somewhere around that. I don't even I don't, I don't think Nathan's that interested in this. I knew he would he would be there for me in this segment. S- slow boner tug. <laughs> slow boner tug. Yeah. yeah, Daniel got all the points for creativity in that round. <clears throat> all right, number two, uh, the man who made it snow, uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua, the true story of Max Mermelstein, a Jewish. <laughs> A Jewish hotel engineer who transforms a small mom-and-pop drug organization into a billion-dollar cartel, and he must escape with his family from prison of his own doing. Okay, so what do we got here, guys? We got a what, trouser trouser Nazi? Huh? I think... Maybe, uh, uh, is, this, is this one really good? Is it like a diamond cutter? Huh? Gone in 60 seconds? Asian sprinkler? Asian sprinkler? We're talking bukkake, eh? <laughs> yeah, so that's <laughs> so that nice uh, bukak. Is that how you actually pronounce that? Um, that's how I know how to pronounce yeah, it. Bukaki. That's how I've really always heard it. Okay. Well, you just said bukak, so I. Didn't yeah, I know, know it's got like a nice Italian gentlemanly <laughs> flavor. Hey, you put a, you got a little bit of bukak. Maybe maybe the intern can describe his own. Arousal sensation. He might be better at that. I don't have one with this. This would be impotence. Oh, okay. Uh, Fuqua failed us with his last outing with Gyllenhaal. Did he not? What was his last one? Yeah. Please was, enlighten wasn't us. Wasn't Southpaw the last one? Was that fucka? Hmm. Was that? Is that true? Am I wrong in this? I I do believe you're wrong. Yes, but I'll double check you. I don't think Fuqua was was Southpaw. I think it was just enemy and. That oh, other one. Enemy is Villeneuve. Oh, oh no. sorry. He's, I'm right. He's right. I'm right. He's right. Who's Fuqua then? Antoine Fuqua directed Magnificent Seven, the re- the remake. And he also did Training Day and he did Equalizer. And Training Day, okay, and Equalizer. Okay, that's, that's where I remember him from. Okay. Okay, so you guys are saying that uh, impotence is what the interns say. That's what I said. You said describe my own feelings in this. Okay. <laughs> well, no, they're not no. that high. I'm not. I don't have a throbbing sensation happening here. Oh. No, you don't have a throbbing sensation. But we're talking about Nathan's mm-hmm. dick. I know, but he told me to describe my own feelings. <laughs> well, he was being quiet. 
I think Nate. I think Nathan. Nathan's dick is pretty goddamn turgid for this one. <laughs> <laughs> He's bukkaking all over the place. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Trying to get everyone else involved. Eh? All right. Wild. Okay. Third one's called Wildlife. Paul Dano's directorial debut. Yes. A boy witnesses his parents' marriage falling apart after his mom finds another man. Yes. Relationships. Oh, your dick is so hard. What do we what do we got here, gentlemen? We got uh we got a rusty zipper. Is that what we're dealing with here? Here we no. got a slow zoom bone. <laughs> <laughs> a g- giggle stick? Huh? Giggle stick. Co- a, a, lo- co- a lollycock? <laughs> a cock sneeze? Ugh. How about this one? Uh, Ivan, can you read that one? A uh, Norwegian torch blower. That's the yeah. one. Mm. Ew. You've got it. Norwegian <laughs> torch blower. How about your uh, arousal level here, intern? Let's check in. Oh, I I would have uh, a, a marginal erection. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, you, do you have a Robin boner to Nathan's Batman boner? Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's a good descriptor. A mar- uh, I have mar- a Robin boner. A marginal erection. <laughs> I just well, like your average textbook boner. Nothing yeah. special. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's here's where the load gets blown, gentlemen. Number four, The Sun, the third collaboration of Jake Gyllenhaal and Denny Villeneuve. Where Jake Gyllenhaal plays yeah. The Sun and provides heat to the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan explodes for this one. <laughs> Nathan's boner explodes. No. It's a cheap brick cigar. <laughs> it's, a, it's about a son questioning his father's suicide and seeking out those who killed his father. Oh, that's no one nowhere near as bright and shiny. <laughs> oh, it's Mm-mm. a oh, it's a saucy fuck stump. Oh, it's, it's a real gorgash. It's it's a it's a real crotch dragon. A screaming Vincent. It's a real lumpy flesh dragger. A limp cannon. I don't think it, there's nothing limp about this for you. No. This is the slow zoom. Yeah. Ejaculate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's that drug called in uh, Dread? Was it just slow-mo? Slow, slow-mo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, a, it's a slow-mo ejaculation ceremony. Oh, yep. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Take him into the slow zoom boom room. Yeah, let's let's check in with the intern here. Um, intern, what, where's, what you, where, where are your thoughts here? I'd be watching this probably opening weekend uh, with my display all boner. My Pee Wee Herman and the walk into Pee Wee Herman in the theater, brandishing your diamond cutter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would voyeuristically uh, pleasure himself to you getting gaped by Jake Gyllenhaal. Is that when you get up and you just bukak <laughs> all <laughs> over the theater? Yeah, it's the sound you make right as you come. You go bukak, <laughs> bukak on the patrons, patron <laughs> patron bukak. Now, intern, we're gonna need, need you to make a diorama. I don't think you guys caught the first one that I said. I said internaculation. Internaculation? No. Yeah, I heard that oh. one. It was too scientific for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was racing for a horrifying image you couldn't put together at the time. I liked releasing the doves. Mm. Yeah. I feel I like thought... internaculation is when you're like fisting someone and you open and close your hands inside really fast. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that does that segment. Uh... <laughs> Enough of this cock sneezing. Yeah. Is that the, in- is that the intro? Um. <laughs> The next up, we have something called Arrival Linguistics. Um, in honor of our headliner tonight, Arrival, directed by Denny Villeneuve, slow zoom, where Amy Adams plays a linguist who is asked to help interpret an alien language, 
Uh, Sad Sack Studios has decided to put our own linguistic skills to the test and interpret the following um, to help decipher their meaning. So we have to try to guess what the words mean. I'm, I don't understand. Where do boners fit in? <laughs> well, there we'll are no bo- there are no boners in this segment. There might be. Um, <clears throat> the first word is uh, absquatulate. Absquatulate. Ivan, what do you think absquatulate means? Oh, I want to say it's proving someone wrong. Ivan absquatulated Andrew. Yes. I think uh, this is absquatulate really must mean when you put uh, someone's penis in between your abs and you squat them <laughs> until they ejaculate. Yeah. Absquatulate. Yeah. I was going to say oh, squishing yeah. something with your stomach. <laughs> Um, Ivan is not British. <laughs> Absquatulate means uh, to make off with something or someone. So to run away, usually uh, it includes uh, taking something or somebody along with you. So it's like uh, the intern absquatulated with the um, soda from the fridge. Yeah, it's too... You know, even though we are constantly talking about dicks, loads, and other things that are gross, uh, that word is too gross to be used that plainly. <laughs> the intern absquatulated from the room with the dildo. Hey, you took my pen. Somebody absquatulated it. And then someone bucocks on you because you're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> it's about thieves making off with stolen loot. They're absquatulating. Mm-hmm. The absquatulant. Okay, all right. That's my slow zoom movie. Okay, okay. What about what about Blatherskite? <laughs> These are great. <laughs> Blatherskite. That's what we do every night on this show. Do we? What does Blatherskite mean? Ugh. Preposterous bantering nonsense. Mm, I like it. I like it. Anyone else? It does sound like blither blather. Mm-hmm. We got a blither blather. We, we got we got a lot of nodding and and head bobbing and. And holy, ew. yeah! Whoa, if there was Jesus. penises around. This head bobbing would be <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. Much better. Fuck. Mm. All right. Maxillary drivel. <laughs> mm. Oh, oh. Blathers skite is silly babbling speech that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. It's Fucking blather. Bl- it's unintelligible talking. It just said it's blather. I said it was blither blather. I think I got the closest uh, connection. No, I here. think I think Daniel was closest. Don't you don't want to you don't want to mix your blither with your blather. <laughs> um, how about this? Uh, Floxinosinophilification. Next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can't even pronounce it, that's a problem. Um, let's see here. Floxinosinophilification. Nope. No. Wait, pilification isn't that something with like? Hair or t- tubules. That is an estimation of something uh, as being valueless. So uh, that just describes me. Mm-hmm. That's well, what we're getting at, right? Yeah. Now say it quick. Say the word quick. Floxinoxinophilification. <laughs> well, that was better than I expected. <laughs> I practiced it last night. <laughs> like autistically flew your way through that one. <laughs> Floxinoxinophilification. Is the wow. inter the intern is floxinoxinophilification? Okay. Yeah, well, you have squatulated that one. <laughs> <laughs> Tarant- tarantism. 
Uh, this is where you run off to Turan and start a new cult. You join the oh. cult of uh, Turantism. No, or is that... it like a giantism sort of thing. Um, uh, tyrantism is it like a tyrant uh, no. becoming a tyrant, and they have a tyrantism. No, enough your blather Skype. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually a nervous disorder characterized by an uncontrollable impulse to dance. <laughs> yeah. Something that I wish was in every horror movie. Uh, pop- <laughs> it is popularly attributed to the bite of the uh, southern European tarantula or wolf spider. So it's more about the, the tarantula. tarantula. So tarantism, yeah. Although I don't remember the last time I saw a video of a tarantula dancing. So I don't know where connection Wait, is. Wait, the, the spider bites you and then you can't stop from dancing? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Because <laughs> if you don't dance and your friends don't dance, then you ain't no friends of mine. Yeah, Shut obviously. Your fucking mouth. <laughs> what? I need to see a video of this. You take your blather sky and you absquatulate. Uh, Some poor bastards, sweaty and pale from what must be like a really painful sickness, yet so silly and, and <laughs> agile dancing around. God damn it. It's how, like... how many movies do you think are going to have some tarantism in them? It's like he just he just vomits uh, Floxanox and Philippication everywhere. God, yep. such a yeah. That one seemed to have strayed from the original pronunciation. He's such a snollygoster. That's the next one. <laughs> that's, that's the last the last one. Snollygoster. Come on. Snollygosters uh, taste like snollygosters. Yeah, a snollygoster is Daniel. Daniel is a snollygoster. You are correct. Mm. Ivan, would you like to read the definition of snollygoster? A clever, unscrupulous person. That's correct. Yes. And also, a.k.a. Daniel. Perfect. Hmm. What is it? A snolly gufter? Snolly, <laughs> snolly goster. A snolly goster. Yeah. Yeah. You're a, you're a fucking snolly goster. You hear me? Oh, you could make a eye-rolling, cringeworthy sentence with the words you presented here tonight, Nathan. <laughs> hey, yeah. I didn't present anything. Sad Sack Studios presented this in honor of the of Arrival, our headliner, because that's all about uh, linguistics, and that's our first trailer tonight, and you should play the music. I'm arriving. <laughs> oh, I think... Oh, are you getting hard? <laughs> yeah. It's about to smell guster. The arrival. Here we go. It's just arrival. There are days that define your story beyond your life. Like the day they arrived. I'm Colonel GT Weber from Army Intelligence. Pack your bags. You're at the top of everyone's list when it comes to translations. Priority one. What do they want? Where are they from? You'll be reporting to me, but you'll be working with him when you're in the show. That's what they call him, the UFO. Who's being carted off in the medevac? Not everyone is wired for what you're about to do. So what do they look like? You'll see soon enough. Every 18 hours, a door opens up. That's where we go in. Yeah, that just happened. What happens now? 
insane? Now that's a proper introduction. More objects have landed around the world. This is one of 12. I'm never gonna be able to speak their words. You got two days. Figure something out. I am human. It's their language. We need to make sure that they understand the difference between a weapon and a tool. Language is messy, and sometimes one can be both. Are you dreaming in their language? It's possible they're prodding us to fight among ourselves. This is just a way to force us to work together for once. It's more complicated than that. How is it more complicated? Russia just executed one of their own to keep their secret. Got 21 hours before they start global war. So how do we clarify their intentions? I go back in. Why does this feel worse? Nathan, worried or excited? Oh, 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 Danny, Danny villain of, oh, <laughs> slow zoom, science fiction, alien invasion, oh my God, those things, guys, come on, let's, let's get down to brass tacks here, all right, those things fit together, right, all those things, yes, I- Actually, no, I wouldn't have pinned him for a sci-fi movie, but actually I'm, a lot of his skills do lend itself to the genre. Thank you for taking it in that direction and applauding Denny Villeneuve. I was talking about the weird shapes. What? Uh, all the weird shapes. You know, oh, the, yeah, like of the ship or the big thing. Yeah, the big yeah thing that they're entering into. I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> the phallic planet egg. Yeah, yeah, it's like an ellipsis. But it's obviously like a slice, like a piece of pie of the ellipsis, and it's all of them are going to fit together, and they're going to change the way that we view the world, and I'm going to walk out of the movie theater, and it's going to change my life. (laughs) One slow zoom frame at a time. I'm excited. That would have been great if you said worried. (laughs) Intern. Uh, I do have concern for uh, everyone else in the audience, if uh, Nathan goes, that he will... um, He'll arrive, <laughs> and uh, and come will be everywhere. Yeah, it'll be like the first three rows at a Gallagher concert or SeaWorld. <laughs> this has everything I I enjoy. It uh, you know talks about language, which I read a lot. So so that's interesting. It has uh, Denny, who's you know become a a TPP staple. I think that's fair to say. We've gone through with uh, the burden list and uh, and TPP lineup movies. Uh, the majority of his his canon. Um, it's, I, a, it's either in a lineup or it's on a burden list. One of the two. Mm. Well, there's a couple that are missing, but well, uh, we can we can put them on the burden list. That's where we discuss very important things. Is on the burden list, right? Yeah. So the only thing that this is missing is uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and. Uh, I'm sure we'll get there. I'm excited. <laughs> Who's not excited? If you're not excited, you have a limp dick all the time. Excited. Yeah. Ivan? Well, luckily, I don't have a limp dick all the time. So I am excited. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivan, it's hard all the time. <laughs> all the time. Right now. Uh, just <laughs> on the edge. As to wear special pants. <laughs> Boner hiding pants? It's got a tube in it that tucks it up. 
okay. constantly. All right. It has like you know, like how some jeans have like that hammer <laughs> loop on the outside. He says one on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited, Daniel. Ivan, are you are you a sci-fi man? Are you inherently into sci-fi? Yes, I am. I think yeah. um, my nerdiness and video gaming just kind of lends me my personality towards that. Yeah, I am also super into sci-fi. Uh, horror and sci-fi kind of go hand in hand frequently and are often clumped together. Um, Whoa. <laughs> it's like happened with Event Horizon and Aliens. Whoa. And what else? Apollo 13? They just, they, just, they just put them, though. Apollo 13, they, they wouldn't do a, it wouldn't classify that as a sci-fi. That's just oh. like a drama. No, no, not that one. The other one. It's Ooh. a science aliens on the moon. It's a science fiction biopic drama. Why are you marrying sci-fi and horror? Go to any <laughs> streaming service or st- retail store, and they will clump sci-fi and horror together. It's uh, uh, a failed video store. Sci-fi fantasy is what gets lumped together. Horror is separated off by itself Not anymore. Near, near the doorway that leads to the porn room. Not anymore. In fact, everyone go to their HBO Go right now and tell me what's under genres. And then go afterwards to trailerparkpodcast.com <laughs> to uh, review the, um, uh, the poll that I'm going to put on there about science fiction and horror and whether or not you think they should get married. They already are. They're bitter lovers anyway. Yes, tell us about the poll you have for Arrival. I have a, I had a weird little journey with Arrival because one, when I, when I first saw the words appear on a screen for the first trailer I ever saw on TV, I was like, oh my God, they're remaking Charlie Sheen's The Arrival. <laughs> then no, they were not. And I was like, oh, this is a different movie called Arrival. And then I thought, whoever is, now that I've seen this trailer, whoever is marketing the campaign for arrival on television needs to be shot because whatever trailers are showing on TV is awful. And it gives this movie like an independence day sort of vibe to it. Like it's super heroic. None of the linguistic shit comes up at all. Uh, It's just about a weird, scary thing that comes and like freaks everybody out. And like what kind of social uh ramifications does it have on, a, on, a, on our entire society coming to terms with this? All of that shit about going into that. They didn't even show that weird egg thing in the trailer I saw. So thank God for this. Because this actually makes this movie seem awesome. Ellipsis sliver, not egg thing. Thank you. Just uh, on concept alone, even. like I have a hard time with Renner sometimes. I cannot stop looking at like the top half of his cranium for some reason. <laughs> Can I just tell you that Sad Sack Studios... Uh, deliberated over two different uh, things for the Q&A tonight. One of them was Arrival or The Arrival, mm-hmm. but there wasn't enough material and depth for The Arrival starring Charlie Sheen to make it worth their while, and also a facial hair game about Jeremy Renner. Those were two things that were thought of. Please continue. Also, okay. I want to point out that my trailer selection is what has given his poll girth. <laughs> Thick, thick girth. That strong pull girth. And if you wanted to play the facial hair game, you could do that with the arrival as well. Charlie Sheen has one of the most god awful but textbook perfect 1990s goatees you will ever see in your life. I think he gels it in that movie. <laughs> he also, we guys, we have to just do a special episode on the arrival. <laughs> it's fucking great. 
I love the arrival so much. My brother and I watch it frequently as like just a thing that we do when we hang out with each other. Um, <laughs> you want to watch the arrival? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. And th- this looks cool. The concept alone, I don't even I don't even need to know really who else is in it. This is just a cool idea. And it is weirdly like predeterministic too. Don't you get the feeling from watching this that we're being like prepared <laughs> on like a national, global, cultural basis to accept this exact scenario? That's the kind of the weird pang that I get. Either way, excited. Clouds rolling over hills, slow zoom towards an ellipsis sliver, uh, directed by Denny Villeneuve, and I blacked out. <laughs> yeah, that, that slow zoom on that Chinook, you're just like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Trailer number two tonight is uh, starring Casey Affleck. Uh, it is, it's a, it's a drama, Daniel. Pull out your pillow. Pull out your, pull out <laughs> your, uh, your, your I don't care sunglasses. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. Manchester by the sea here we go if you could take one guy to an island with you and you knew you'd be safe because he was the best man, he was going to keep you happy, if it was between me and your father, who would you take? My daddy. I think you're wrong about that. Hello, this is Lee. What happened to my brother? So that's Lee Lee Chen, though. I don't understand. Which part are you having trouble with? Well, I can't be his guardian. Well, your brother provided for your nephew's upkeep. I think the idea was that you would relocate. Relocate to where? Well, if you yeah. look, it was my impression that you'd spent a lot of time here. I sweetheart. I'm just a backup. Lee, nobody can appreciate what you've been through. And if you really feel you can't take this on, you know, that's your right. Where are we going, to the orphanage? Shut up. Get in the car. Can't obey your orders until you unlock the door. Whatever you decide, he can always stay with us if he wants to come up weekends. Do you want to be his guardian? Well, he doesn't we want to already, be my guardian. For Christ's sake, got a house. Got to we're trying to lose some kids, kids at this point. Hello. Hello, Lee. I just want to call and say I'm sorry. How's Patrick doing? Well, he doesn't really open up with me. Do you actually have sex with these girls? Strictly basement business. What does that mean? It means I'm working on it. You don't want to be my guardian? That's fine with me. Not that. It's just the logistics. All my friends are here. I got two girlfriends, and I'm in a band. You're a janitor and Quincy. What the hell do you care where you live? I've said a lot of terrible things to you. My heart was broken, and I know yours is broken, too. No, you don't understand. There's nothing there. That's not true. something wrong with me. Do you want me to call your friends? What do you want me to do? I'm not gonna bother you. I'm gonna just sit here until you calm down. All right, I'm calming it. Would you please just go away? No. Come on, pull it up. It's not a shock. Intern, we're excited. Can someone please explain to me what brittle humor is? 
Uh, it's like the same thing as your emotional stability. Oh! Yeah, so you're laughing and then you just burst into tears yeah. and you're ejaculating at the same it's time. It's how you feel if you spend too much time in the bathroom by yourself. <laughs> there, yeah. There's like never too much scenes. time in the bathroom by yourself. <laughs> um... It's like one of those scenes in a movie where everyone's like crying at a funeral and then like the lighthearted member of the family makes a small joke just for a little moment of brevity or levity. And then it's like, eh, that's brittle humor. I'm excited. I, I want to uh, cry tears of come Manchester by the sea. There's so much fucking fluid in tonight's episode. <laughs> you want to cry tears of come, did you say? Yeah, that's where you jerk off and it just comes out like one little drip at a time you see just like hold it back okay see this is this is kind of like the, this is the humor of someone who's uncomfortable being disgusting it's like i'm get, uncomfortable in all situations well there you go that's not uh, okay well that that speaks to my point <laughs> ivan how about you on manchester <laughs> by the sea um i am excited mm-hmm. just because i like casey affleck and I'm, i want to see him do well he has joined the ranks oh, of giants. giants. Yes. He's a pretty small guy, though. I don't know if that's actually true. But he looms large. Mm. Yes. Mm. How large? <laughs> Giant large. He gets pretty erect. Who? Him or me? Well, probably both <laughs> of you. We'd never know. <laughs> I mean, would you like freak out if Casey Affleck showed up to the red carpet at the Academy Awards with his girlfriend and his girlfriend was like six foot two? I would. <laughs> you're like, yes. You just see like kindred the, spirits. You just see he the, fucking knows. He knows the secret. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan, Ivan's like, pause it, pause it, zoom in, zoom in. That's a hammer loop coming out of the <laughs> coming out of the front of his pants. There's a hammer loop. <laughs> All right, Ivan's excited. Daniel, are you also excited? Drag us down, Daniel. What's funny is that I also love Casey Affleck, and I'm really excited to see him do well. And I have zero interest in this movie. <laughs> I am worried. Why are you worried? Let's articulate it. Is it because it's a masterpiece? <laughs> it's because it's it's because it's, it's it's probably going to be a fine movie. It's probably going to be a decent drama with some heartfelt moments and some brittle humor. <laughs> Tragedy. And I'm never going to want to watch it again. I'm never going to want to own it. And I'm never going to want to watch it unless it's like forcefully placed in front of me. But what if Casey Affleck does in fact get nominated for Best Actor and does in fact win Best Actor, which is a rumor going about... Yeah. Well, then having not have seen it, I'll still be like. I'm going to watch this movie and I'm going to put it on the burden list. Ugh. <laughs> I'm going to watch Osage, August County or whatever it is just to make you watch it. I've already seen it and I'll burden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to burden list that now just because you said that. Um, I'll, I'll bring the fucking guns out, Nathan. <laughs> Did you all, do you guys also know that there's another chance, a slim chance, but um, there is a chance that uh, a movie coming out in January uh, directed by Ben Affleck called Live by Night, I think? Yes. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, he could end up getting nominated for that, too, and it could be Brothers oh. uh, nomination time. The Affleck Oscar Awards? Maybe. Mm-hmm. And Maybe. 10 years from now, Oliver North will make like a movie about it. And I've... I don't know what that means. I found it. I don't know what that means. What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> We're wading into dark waters. Here, here's the thing. Okay, when I first saw this trailer, it kind of choked me up a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I got a little emotional, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, 
I really want to watch that. I'm definitely putting it on a lineup. Oh, Daniel's going to hate it. <laughs> and um, just all those quotes and everything. And then I found out that this movie almost didn't get made. And I think Matt Damon actually stepped in and helped it cross the finish line. And now it's getting all this critical acclaim. And it's going to be amazing to everyone except my cousin, who apparently has no feelings inside of his brain. <laughs> okay, so I'm excited. <laughs> Well, here we go. Uh, if you guys want to get up and uh, take a drink, this is where we take a break for about uh, 10 minutes while Daniel jerks off to the horror movie. That never happens. Oh, okay. Uh, trailer number three, the mandatory horror fulcrum. That's right, that's right, folks. We're back to the regular episodes where only one trailer is work. Mm-hmm. Much to everyone's chagrin. Yeah, only one trailer is a chore. Um, this one uh, does look interesting, though, Daniel. It's called The Monster. The monster. Here we go. What time is it? It's 12.15. Don't do that. Okay, Daniel, the monster. Are you worried or excited? I'm trying to pull up a list here of A24 films. Just because I need to con- I need to confirm, whenever I see A24 pop up a horror movie, and it's quite often a horror movie, although not all, all their movies are horror, um, I feel comforted. And I want to make sure that I'm feeling that way for, re- for a good reason. Do you want me to rattle off a bunch? There's some good ones here. Yeah, okay, so I am. Green Room. 
The lobs mm-hmm. the lobster, ex machina, room, American honey, the witch, Hunter, Swiss Hunter Army Man. Enemy. Yeah, okay, so yeah. Yeah, we're we're yeah, we're dealing with a quality production company. And so it's weird. I usually don't want to put that much faith in a production company, but I feel like if they don't always in the end make what you want, I feel like A24 is at least trying to make quality movies. And you can see it in this trailer. I mean, at first you think, oh, are they spending too much time in the car? Is it going to be the whole time inside of the car? Whenever you get really, really super intimate horror movies like that, they're usually good for like a once through, unless they're just phenomenally acted, which they rarely are. And the bit, then towards the end of this trailer, they get outside a little bit. Then the, you see glimpses of the monster. Is the monster too much like an alien, super wet goop and a bunch of teeth with no face? <laughs> eh. <laughs> There are some flags here to watch out for, but I'll give it a chance. I'm going to go excited. Ivan. Um, the car at the beginning thing kind of reminded me of Jurassic Park. That almost made me a little bit excited, but I don't know. Horror movies scare me. I like the fact that you don't see the monster very much and you just kind of see blackness. I'm curious what the monster will be, what it'll look like. So I'll just throw it an excited out there. Throw it an excited out there. It's also when you put a monster that's this intense against a little girl, is there any chance? Is there like any suspense at all? Can't this thing just destroy her? <laughs> what? She's the final girl. She won't get destroyed. That's the that, that's the case. Yeah. She pops out of the woods. That's usually the victory shot in most horror movies. What if the monster is protecting her? See, there's a good twist. That's what I'm looking for from A24. From Intern. Uh, did anyone else notice how slow the car was going? Like 10 kilometers or 5 miles an hour? Well, and then it just like it got ruined. They couldn't drive away. Did you did you happen to see the age of the of the people driving the car down the road? Why are they driving the car down the road so young? Mm-hmm. Isn't that like a mother-daughter situation? Really? No way that she's like twenty and the kid's like six. That works out. Fourteen <laughs> when she had her. That's what I assumed. Yeah, I thought it was mom daughter. I don't think Zoe Kazan is old enough to be playing a mother. But he's older uh, sister. Older sister. Older sister. Yeah. Older. Sister. That's what I thought. Yeah. We can it find out right is now. An older sister. She's thirty-three years old. Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how things go. The girl from the. Uh, She's a goddamn Gen Xer. <laughs> the edge of seventeen is like, dude, bro, bro, the same age, bro. Plays a seventeen-year-old. Wait, which thirty-four? No, he's making a terrible reference. Haley Steinfeld anyway. is not thirty-three oh, years sorry, old. Oh, it's not that one. It's Diary of a Teenage Girl. Oh. Um. Anyway, I'm worried. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Look at that poster. So artistic. Shadow of a little girl with a teddy bear standing you know, in front of a, a gigantic... Mo- what? The Babadook poster was better. And you know how much I like the Babadook? I didn't. I know how much you like the witch, and the witch was A24. Yeah, Ooh. I do like the witch. And Ex Machina are like two of my favorite movies. Yeah. You didn't like the Babadook? No. Babadook? The uh, screaming child was a little excessive. We'll hear more about that at the end of this show. Screaming children in excess. <laughs> Will we hear about it at a higher volume than we're currently hearing it? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to scream like a child throughout the rest of the... Well, not There's this, a microphone the the in front of your face. Fuck. You can use it. I hate screaming children. 
The monster. A mother and daughter must confront a terrifying monster when they break down on a deserted road. Wow. Mother. A24. I'm with Daniel. I'm excited. A24 has such an impressive lineup. They are making such amazing decisions. Every movie they seem to make seems to hit on like hit hit all these critics in the face and everybody celebrates everything they're doing. The chances of this movie being terrible are low. It is 91 minutes. It's been a long time since they made Spring Breakers. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a, a piece of time. shit. <laughs> I did see that right when I brought up the page and I was like, oh God, what did I do? And even though <laughs> Spring Breakers was awful, it was still fun to watch. Really? It was. I, really? I honestly can only remember one scene from it. Yeah, the gun in his fellatio gun scene. Yes, yeah. we know. All I'm saying is their their track record is proven now, and until they totally fall flat on their face, I'm excited all the time. See what we just did? We got a point from the intern tonight, <laughs> and he's not getting one for that movie because he's going to watch it and he's going to like it. Bukak. <laughs> Speaking of Bukak, uh, our next movie is called Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Billy Lynn's long halftime walk? Bukak. Here we go. What really happened over there? <laughs> Come on, Ivan. 
Take us to the front lines of the human uh, of the human condition. Um, well, what really happened was I saw Chris Tucker's name, yeah, but I didn't see him at all in the nowhere trailer. Right, and I'm thinking of the right guy, right? The yeah, he was second credit. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. think of the right guy. Well, Come in. Come in. Okay, so I'm not the only one. He's probably um, in the military part of it, and he probably dies. It's probably his friend or something that mm. goes down. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was in the coffin probably then. Probably. Hmm. That's the only way that... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way that what? Go on, finish that thought. So that's how black actors get portrayed now in movies. They get to get seen through a coffin. Can you, they can be heroes. Can you be a little bit louder when you're being racist? <laughs> We didn't quite pick up on that. I'm going to fucking pound you so hard. <laughs> uh, that was me pointing out the racism in Hollywood uh-huh. in muted tones. Mm. Ah, that was gotcha. me pointing out my own Dude. deep, deeply rooted <laughs> racism. Does anyone else feel like the casting for this movie, like each name that appears one by one as it cascades down the screen near the end of the trailer, like... In my mind, I was like, uh, settled, settled, second choice, settled. <laughs> like, nah, like, it feels like they, you know, settled. Mm. I'll say this. It's weird to see Steve Martin just, like, spring into this movie for whatever reason. <laughs> Does anyone? And then, Sorry. But then ahead. also happy to see Vin Diesel <laughs> not standing with his arms crossed saying, the family. Does anyone really settle to be in an Ang Lee movie, though? I don't think it's very hard for him to find actors. No, but and the ones that he wants. Maybe he settled. I think. <laughs> I think maybe you would sixty nine with Ang Lee. Yeah, but you'd be like his fourth or fifth choice. Uh, I'd be way lower <laughs> down the podium told than that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you'd be like Life of Pi was so amazing. Please. <laughs> Do, Do you me. think you're going to get away with saying potum toll? I'll be your tiger <laughs> on your boat. Come on, Aang. Be like, you Do can, you remember you he made my, a movie uh, about homosexual cowboys? You can be my Jake to, uh, Jake to my Heath. Yeah. 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 You know, he Jake took Jitlin all Ang Lee. Ang Lee does cool things like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And yeah, I'm sure Life of Pi is cool. I've never seen it. But then every once in a while, you know, he takes some cowboys up the mountain, <laughs> does some weird shit in a tent. He's kind of... That's like one of the greatest love stories ever told. Is it? Yeah. Right. You got it on your shelf? Yeah. My you sister's it, in it. Watch it all the time? It sounds like he was just like giving a dismissive, spiteful, like directorial job. Like, oh, you want me to make it a fucking American movie? Yeah, well, I want to take a couple of cowboys out <laughs> the mountain and make them fuck each other. <laughs> And then I'm going to do a movie about a soldier doing a halftime walk. Did it seem like uh, Kristen Stewart was about to get sexual with her brother when they were like getting really close, having a forehead conversation? Mm, yeah, giving him like a loving sympathy hand job. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, seemed like happened. an awkward brother. Cries come, and you cry come, and then we all cry come. Here I come, there I come, everywhere I come, come. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, I think that... You're editing this, right? Um, no. No, this is all staying in. Ooh, gross. <laughs> I kind of hope that um, it has sort of an American sniper twist. Like, what happened over there? 
What? Nothing. Yeah. I'm a man. I can take it. <laughs> and that it was bad? Yeah. It was really terrible, but I'll get over it because I'm a fucking man and I'm an American. Come on, let's go to the football game. America! No, there's lots of like slow one teardrop scenes yeah. in this movie for sure. Mm. Well, he looks like a pussy. Am I right? But he's a hero on the worst day of his life. He is less of a pussy than Andrew Garfield in Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> Wait, less of a pussy? Yeah. Well, mm. everyone is. Well, he ha- Andrew- if there's anyone that Nathan looks at and sees pussy, it's Andrew Garfield. Right. Well, he doesn't even use a weapon. <laughs> kind of a pussy is that? Okay. That's true. <laughs> He's turtle. God damn that movie as well. Not we... one person has said worried or excited. I know. So can we just do it all in unison? Can yes. we come together? Yeah. Can we arrive? <laughs> yes. Can we arrive? Okay. Can we on on the count of three? Okay. But it's it's like lethal weapon one two three like one two three and then go. Yeah. It's okay. not it's not one two three. It's right. one two three. Go here we. <laughs> okay. Ready? One two three. Worried. worried. I didn't hear Daniel. I'm pretty sure he said worried, though. Yeah, he's in fine form again. <laughs> that Look. was an affirmation to um, intern's prediction about what I said, followed by the buzzer. If he was worried about Manchester by the sea, then the chances of him watching Billy Lynn are... But it shows the great American spirit. Daniel, Maybe. you could get on board with this. Hmm. I mean, it's Kristen Stewart, too, which means that Amanda will never watch this either. So they're going to be the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, there's no re- there's no way that either of them are ever going near this movie in their entire lives. No, I'd see it for Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Vin. I actually like, I like the Pacifier. I like Vin when he's, not, when he's not trying to be a badass. He's actually kind of charming. Have you ever seen the Pacifier? He's pretty yes. funny in that. You've seen the Pacifier? Yeah. You wouldn't lie to my face. No, definitely not. All right. Just to your ears. <laughs> Just right into your brain. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get the uh, the cum parade um, in action yes. here. Yeah. Is there one more? Ah, oh, there's one more. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we taking? <laughs> up, are we taking up your time? Uh, trailer number five tonight is called Nocturnal Animals, and yes, it stars Jake Gyllenhaal. My name is Nathan, and I am a Gyllenhaalic. <laughs> What's it called? Manchurian Candidate? (laughs) (laughs) Nocturnal Animals. Nocturnal Animals. Here we go. Do you ever feel like your life has turned into something you never intended? I'm worried about you. Were you sleeping? You scared me the last time we talked. You know me. I never sleep. My ex-husband used to call me a nocturnal animal. I didn't know you had an ex-husband. I've been thinking about him a lot lately. Then recently he sent me this book that he's written. It's violent and it's sad. And he dedicated it to me. Did you love him? I did something horrible to him. Or 
serious you are about seeing justice done. back around nathan worried or excited oh oh (laughs) (laughs) you said loop back around um (laughs) what do you think jake gyllenhaal amy adams directed by tom ford who directed a single man which i burdened to you the guy hasn't done a fucking movie since a single man Mm -hmm. Uh, i spoke favorably of it didn't i it's an abs it's an abstract montage of yeah, you did speak favorably of a single man. You're right. Um, it's an abstract montage of like intense thriller drama. What? This guy that you wronged wrote a book about you that's violent and dedicated it to you. And now he's maybe coming after you. And what looks like hitmen are involved. And Michael Shannon might be one of them. And she's done something so bad that they can justify killing her over it. Oh, disgusting. Mm. Oh, she's, oh, she's probably slutty. <laughs> Anyway, um, Aaron Tyler Johnson, once again, showing up in a movie, and you're like, that's kick-ass, but it's not kick-ass, and how did he do that? Remember? In Savages by Oliver Stone. Daniel, have you seen Savages? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I liked him in it. He was, I don't know, fuck off. (laughs) Obviously, it disappointed him. I'm excited about Nocturnal Animals. Thank you. Intern. Uh, this is like uh, Amy Adams month. You're gonna you're gonna watch Arrival and Nocturnal Animals back to back in the theater, Nathan. I know. You're gonna Two Amy Adams in this lineup. You're gonna come like five times in one day. Amy Adams, Denny Villeneuve, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Have you been listening? I know. <laughs> yeah, he's about the men. I, I like Amy Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about the men. I'm just a Gyllenholic and a. <laughs> What's a what's a what's um, pretty, a play on villainy? pretty much everything you said for sixty nine episodes has been your favorability towards men. Yeah, do you want to go camping? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. Yeah, I can pitch a tent. Ew, <laughs> ew. Uh, this is uh, my kind of thing. What's there not to be excited about? Yeah, men harassing and plotting to kill a woman—absolutely your thing. Yeah. I think this movie will not pass the Bechdel test, but uh, it should be good anyway. Leaving leaving prior commitments in the middle to go and pay uh, pay lip service to to females totally your thing. It is, yeah. Yeah, you're like a little SJW white knight. <laughs> Just rather have sex than do anything. Always. Is that not how things work out, Ivan? Question: mm-hmm. If you were propositioned for sex with a text message right now, would you leave this podcast? But you had to go right now. 
will I get sex any other time, or is it like a once in a lifetime opportunity? Once in a lifetime mm-hmm. opportunity. Yeah. Who? Who with? Never before, never after. Who with? Someone yeah. you? Someone you really want to bang? Oh, I'd probably go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you guys get? You're not fucking British. <laughs> Water bottle. I'm arriving. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, yes, Dave. I couldn't come have sex with you because I had to sit around and make cum jokes with three other <laughs> assholes. <laughs> so yeah, night animals. Excited. Night animals. <laughs> Yeah, animals that don't sleep. What do you think? <laughs> what is it uh, owls and raccoons? Uh... Yeah. What is this, a zoo? Is this that Disney movie? Ah, fuck it, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will also... I think everyone was excited here, is that right? Uh, we haven't heard from Ivan. Oh, I, Ivan, sorry, we, we, we jumped into a hypothetical <laughs> with you. Um... Yeah, I'm excited. Except I got the I got something else from it. I thought they were killing Aaron Tyler Johnson, so I was curious what that was about because that seemed completely different than him trying to kill her in my head. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's a little vague on what the actual thriller part of the plot is, but yeah, either because you, you could interpret it as she did something horrible like cheated on him or something and they're killing the guy she cheated on him with i don't really yeah. understand that's what i thought it but. better be worse it better be worse than cheating no i hope she did something like truly fucked up because mm-hmm. she hasn't slept for like 20 years because of it yeah so i hope it's like really disturbing like mm-hmm. she killed his brother or like rendering uh, god, god knows rendering her existence um completely valueless she ran like a bukkake studio out of their apartment while he was at work. Almost like her existence is wrapped up in phloxenile of philippication. Mm-hmm. Just ass-squatching all over the place <laughs> <laughs> with her with her blunder scuff. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Snollygoster, take your blatherskite and absquatulate. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. We've had enough tarantism going on here. No, we haven't. There's yeah. been no dancing. <laughs> yeah. None. Neither been, has there been, been a any... verbal tarantism. Oh, okay. Is that an excited, Ivan? Yes, excited. I think I'll jump on this too. I can't only wait out for the horror ones or the sci-fi ones. So yeah. Uh, Amy Adams, although not as charming or attractive in this trailer as usual. And yeah, all the the the, the trailer. We rarely... We forget often to speak to the trailer itself here on Trailer Park Podcast, but the trailer for this is well done. It's kind of slow and subtle. It amps up a little bit, starts dropping in character actors that you love. Everyone's doing weird shit. Everything looks super, super intense, like you're waiting to hear the next word out of somebody's mouth. And I can appreciate that. I'm excited. Welcome, everyone, to the second part of Trailer Park Podcast, where we stretch our legs. We talk some movies. What else do we do? Intern? Burdens. Oh, do we? Yeah, burdens. And then I bore you all with uh, movies you've watched and 
Ah, yes. And the, some poor, poor the, stuff. The archive update. Right, that thing. Yeah. Nathan, are you upset that there's no burden list tonight? What? What, what are you upset? What do you mean? There is, there's no burden list tonight. What are you talking about? Yeah, no burden list tonight. Direct orders down from Sadsack. <laughs> when did that happen? I never got that memo. No burden list tonight. <laughs> <laughs> is there no burden list tonight? What, 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 happens, what happens instead? Instead, we can just talk some movies or head right on into that archive update. Or we can play, like, all of the archive update songs we've ever made. Oh, shit. Please don't do that. Hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a burden. What else, what else do we do with burdens, intern? Uh, we uh, watch and appreciate them. That's right, to get them off the list. Isn't that right, Ivan? That is correct. Ah, what is this bullshit that he's talking about? Uh, I thought you guys were just both going to six. Well, that was a gentleman's handshake agreement. Um, we were both going to decide to uh, go up on each other without going down on each other. But um, apparently he wants to violate the the essence of 69. Yes. You see, there, once upon a time, <laughs> I had a previous gentleman, quote unquote, agreement uh, to just go to six. And when it came to that time, I went to six and was betrayed by my own family. So the second time that I was asked in a gentleman's agreement to go to six, uh, I'm sure we can all understand why I would be a little bit reluctant and suspicious. So the only way I agreed to not watch a burden movie tonight was to not have a burden segment at all so that I couldn't be betrayed once again. But there was no agreement made. Oh, there was an agreement. No, I believe that the conversation ended with it should be up to the guests Right, and, and you had inter- your little slimy influence over them. I don't know what happened over there. Let's just take a quick vote. Ivan, do you think we should do the burden list tonight? Of course. The the witty banter between gentlemen. I live for that. <laughs> uh, intern? Do you oh, think- I have no opinion. What? I'm opinionless. I just get told what to do. You have no value? I yeah, have no value. That's a vote for me. Split vote. You, you could <laughs> say that you are mired in phloxenosinylophilification. Phloxenosinylophilification. Yeah. Okay, well, why don't we just agree to disagree, and we'll put movies up on the burden list, and um, we won't take anything off. Well, then you would be betraying me again. I haven't brought anything for you, so I would be going to six, and you'd be staying at five. I knew. I knew somehow you <laughs> would betray me again. There's no betrayal. We tried to have an agreement. The next time we ask for a gentleman's agreement to go to six, I w- won't even participate in the show. <laughs> <sighs> what do you think? What do you guys think I should do? Do you think I should cave to his uh, childishness? This is the. Uh, this feels like I'm being robbed of my gentleman. My gentleman. Uh, this is status. your fault. What do you mean it's my fault? This is your fault. If you hadn't betrayed me last time, we wouldn't have come to this. Why don't you just trust? Just dive back in and let us heal the wounds. No. This wound stays wide open. (laughs) It's gaping. Okay, well, for the record, I didn't watch a burdenless movie at all. Good, because I did. No, I'm just just kidding. (laughs) I didn't either. I thought about it, and then I looked at my list, and I went, nah. I totally didn't watch one at all. You watched two. 
and I am offended by your decision tonight to betray the format of Trailer Park Podcast and not only come unprepared, but also um, act like it's no big deal to just eliminate an entire segment because of some childish event that happened. Did I fuck you? Yes, I fucked you. It was entertaining. Everyone liked it except you. And the following week, you watched four movies and fucked me right back. And it was a wonderful dance. It was it was tarantism. At its finest. Yeah. But instead, now you're going to be a snollygoster and you're going to... I'm going to absquatch this segment. <laughs> you're going to absquatulate uh, the burdenless segment uh, with a bunch of blatherskite. Wow. Oh. It does. It all fits. Yeah, it did fit. Okay, well, then we'll just take his lead and we'll do what he wants to do, even though it's childish and very ungentlemanly. Uh, anyone have any uh, any movies they'd like to discuss? He says he wants to talk about movies. I don't know. He likes to do this vague, you know, <laughs> unformatted, um, just... Um, Chaotic? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to use this segment instead to talk about The Arrival. <laughs> <laughs> and it's incredibly subpar yet still ultimately watchable and rewatchable the arrival to oh no <clears throat> was charlie sheen in that one no mm. no definitely not i think it's a whole whole list of nobodies in that one you can tell because the camera quality is severely lessened it's like the same jump from species to species to as in the arrival to the arrival to or the crow to the crow two mm. oh no from the crow two to the crow three mm. is there an arrival three no, there is not. I thought they were rebooting the franchise, but no, they're going in a whole different direction with this one. Hmm. Arrival. The Arrival 3 is actually called Arrival, and it comes out on November 11th, starring Amy Adams, directed by Dennis Villen- Denny Villeneuve. It's, let what, it, let, it's everything that The Arrival was supposed to be, because The Arrival is terrible. It could have a similar message in it. In the end, it might actually be like a really super up-budgeted, uh, reboot because I believe in the original The Arrival, the premise was that climate change was occurring because aliens had already set up their civilization here and they needed it to be a lot hotter and more humid in order to survive. <laughs> and so they were causing the climate change. And I think in the in this new arrival, is there not also some like climate change aspect to it where like we can't be trusted with our own planet anymore and that's what these aliens are here to figure out? I feel like that's hiding under the surface somewhere. I don't know. I didn't ruin it for myself by listening to some podcast that would spoil everything for me. I didn't. That's what I gleaned hmm. in my own analysis. Well, I've never seen The Arrival before, so... Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That's something we could do. You could just put the arrival on my burden list. Yeah, next episode I will probably do that. And then I could give you three options and we could go to six like gentlemen instead of children. <laughs> no, yeah, Well, next time, sure. <laughs> this is such a violation of everything that I hold dear. And he's going to act like it's some sort of punishment. But what about the Academy or the 68th Academy Awards? What happens to those? No one will ever know. <laughs> Nicholas Cage won Best Actor. <laughs> Sorry, be, Nick. He'll be lost forever. Uh, he's never going to be lost forever because we're going to do uh, uh, Cage Off. Oh, yeah, watch I, did, I watched The movies, Truth. Right? You watched off. The Truth with Elijah Wood and Nicholas Cage. And what happened? 
uh, the first like sixty percent is fucking awesome. Like like a good movie. Nick Cage is doing. He plays. Uh, the the premise for a lot of the movie is sort of that Nick Cage is like this slimy detective cop guy who's had this grandiose idea in his head for like probably decades, and he's never been able to find any other person in the police department who's either nice enough or dumb enough to go through on the plan with him. And then Elijah Wood comes into the picture, who's like depressed, hates his job, has one of those opening montage scenes of like waking up and like dumping vodka and raw eggs into like a blender. (laughs) And he manages to like coerce Elijah Wood into this grand like heist scheme that he's been uh, putting together for what is probably a really long time and he's quirky so he's got this like hunched over sleazy guy that's always trying to persuade you to do bad things and it's great on nick cage and elijah wood fits the part well and the two of them play off each other very well it's very well written and then somewhere like in the second half late in the second half it becomes like way too serious and it loses all of its charm but that first part man just it's worth watching just for that part hmm well i'm sure we'll all uh We'll all saddle up for some Nicolas Cage later. We'll all take some trust in that review. I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> hear you. <laughs> we'll all take some trust in that review. There you Uh-oh. go. Much better than mm-hmm. making out with this microphone again. Somewhat better. You're not making out with it. Everyone is oh. Everyone is this close to My it. My lips are touching. Mm. And when you, yeah, yeah, it. That's fine. You can touch it with your lips. It's fine. You need to be able to smell the person's breath that used it before you. You, know, you just need to sanitize it afterwards. <laughs> no, I think Chelsea's going to need to sanitize it afterwards. Why? You're too lazy to sanitize it? Because I'm disgusting. And <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea yeah. is not. <laughs> Every word just spittle spewing out of his mouth. All right. What was the last movie uh, you watched, Ivan? I watched the movie Ouija. The something. <gasps> something. Origin of Evil? Yes. And um, it wasn't terrible. It was better than the first one. I never watched the first one, actually. Exactly. Who cares <laughs> about the first one? I thought the the setting was nice, like the seventies, and like, um, but they did like a, a lot of horror movie typical things with the girl with the big mouth, white eyes. There weren't too many jump scares, though. Is that a trope? The, the girl with the big mouth? I feel mouth. like I see that in a lot of horror movie trailers. Okay, I'll weigh in on this. Uh, girl with big mouth. Is that a horror movie trope? Yeah, it sort of started with The Ring. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. And yeah. then from there, like it was such a shocking image in The Ring when they opened the closet and the girl's been scared to death mm-hmm. and her mouth is like contorted and wide open. And they've sort of abused it ever since then because the impact was so great the first time. Right. That's a classic horror trope in itself is beating something to death. <laughs> but yeah. But... I think uh, the girl did a good job of acting really creepy. And uh, yeah, I didn't think it was terrible, actually. Not so bad. Was there a little bit of humor in it? The trailer looked like it, there was kind of some humor in it a little bit. Um, Not really, no. Not that I can remember, at least. Just small girls with big mouths. Yep, just mo- <laughs> <laughs> At one point, that's all you see. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, at one point in your life, that's all that matters <laughs> anymore. It's all that's left. Uh, getting a blowjob from your girlfriend like can you roll your eyes back in your head just a little bit <laughs> I can still see the iris I can't finish oh, <laughs> wow that's almost as disgusting as the intern's mouth on the microphone 
Yeah, it gets a little slobbery. Intern, what was the last movie you watched that wasn't a part of the Intern Archive update? Uh, Denial. I just watched it yesterday. Oh, that's with Rachel Weiss. Yeah. Yeah, it's about it's... Holocaust denier who claims to be a real historian. Takes her to court to, you know... Deny the Holocaust? Yeah. And? Yep. Was, is it real? It uh, Well, it's based off a true story. and <laughs> Turns uh, out it's not. Been lied to this whole time. Yeah, the Holocaust didn't happen. That's what I learned. Is it one of those things where it ends up where there's like... In the end, he's like, okay, well, it, it happened, but it was more like four and a half million. No, no, he totally went off on this thing about how there's no gas chambers and he's like putting evidence in that he altered in there in his history books. Uh, it was pretty fucked up. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty standard courtroom drama and there was no Tom Cruise running in it, which was disappointing. Mm. But uh, it was uh, all in all pretty average. Did you or did you not order the code red? That that's does Tom Cruise run? Do you splice in, in scenes of men? Tom Cruise running into all your movies? I would. If I made <laughs> movies, it would just be of Tom Cruise running. He runs outside chasing Demi Moore in the car in the rain. Oh, that's Jenna. not a very good run. Joe, I'm sorry. That's I'm not sorry. like the firm. No, but it's raining. That's good. Yeah, the firm's a good run. Yeah, Minority Report probably has some of that. Dun 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 dun. Dun, 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 uh, dun, Mission Impossible dun, dun, with a sandstorm. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. run. That's a really good run. <laughs> no one saw it. No one needs to see it. But I think there's a lot, a lot of Tom Cruise running in Oblivion. Nobody needs to see it. It was no. on my. It was uh, on my list. Was a bit of a letdown. Oh, uh, wouldn't there be lots? Because there's two of him in that one. Is there? Yeah, guys, he, he's close. Forget that movie. It was very boring. Yeah. Guys, only Tom knows Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the wrong guy? Uh, this one, no, for Tom, it should be Let Tom Be Tom. Let Tom oh. Be Tom. That doesn't even sound like a sensical. It sounds like b- blither strife. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Be Tom. No, 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 no. Blatherskite. Blatherskite. <laughs> let, let, let Tom Be Tom. <laughs> let Tom Be Tom and only Mel knows Mel. That's what I did today. I listened to a podcast interview with Mel Gibson. A variety podcast, and he talked about his uh, Hacksaw Ridge experience, and uh, it was soothing. It was soothing listening to Mel, you know, put all that Jew shit in the in the rearview mirror. He okay. comes out heavily in support of that movie, Denial. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'd be anti-support to it, I think. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was aiming for. Yeah. Man, it's weird. I sit here and I think... What did I spend my time doing this past week? And I'm reaching out and I'm grabbing at nothing. You didn't watch anything? Well. Do you only watch Burden movies now? I watched something. I hope so, because then I could. <laughs> then it's like I'm controlling your entire viewing experience. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, do you want to know what I watched, Daniel? What? I watched Get the Gringo. Okay, so you don't understand how this works. <laughs> and you also betrayed me again. <laughs> and had planned on it the entire time. <laughs> we will decide an appropriate punishment in the near future. <laughs> I'm going to save it for next episode because obviously this is this has reached a level of of ultimate um it's it's reached a, a level of of betrayal of, of issue, <laughs> definite issues. Here. You can hear the disdain. 
coming through the headphones like crystal clear. Okay, so you don't understand how this works then. I fucking hate you. So I made the right decision this whole time. I've been like, have I been too harsh? No, not harsh enough. No, because I watched it last night before any of the conversation took place. So if you want to do a, a lineage. Uh, that's you. some bullshit because we have talked for a couple of days now. About going to six? No, last night you were up, no, only no, no. Up today, <laughs> no, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, there is some fucking lying <laughs> going on tonight. My cousin last night said to me, "A podcast?" Question mark. Tomorrow? Yeah, we talked about it. Remember? Oh, well, okay. And then today was like, "Well, what are we gonna do about the burden list?" That's all that happened. There was no discussion of six or burdenless last night. Oh, there was discussions of six last night. Today was only about removing the segment completely. No, that was your idea. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was trying to have a little fun with you, but God forbid we'd have any fun on this podcast. God forbid we could trust our family. Suck the joy (laughs) out of life. If anyone's going to abstinacate, it's not going to be you. God damn it, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Being a real dimple gumpter right now. <laughs> okay, well, it's obvious that we're both we're both snollygosters, and um, the intern doesn't know how to pronounce ab- absquatulate. <laughs> I can't get it either. Like Sasquatch? Yeah, none of you can get any of it. Uh, bla- blither, blather, blither school. Blither, 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 blither might. Blather smooch. Smooch. <laughs> uh, okay, fuck like this. That. Here, cho- choose a number, Ivan. Mm, seven. Update. Update. This is something for the fans of Trailer Park Podcast. You can find out how wrong or right the cousins really are on the Internet Archive update. God, that's Beautiful. over. <laughs> Makes sense. It's short. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was short. Really get a good idea of what's coming next. That seemed like it was pretty <laughs> long. <laughs> oh, so episode thirty-three. Uh, we watched trailers for Mission Impossible, Vacation, Nina Forever, Cop Car, and the End of the Tour. Uh, this was. Uh, variants of one episode. There's there's one movie that wasn't a plus one rating. Oh, they were all just ones? Yeah, some were high and some were low, so some points I'll give and some I won't. Um, we all watched Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I watched this with Nathan in the theater. Yes, I've seen it as well. Ivan? Yes. yes. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed most of them. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Was there any running? Oh, was that one the one where he was running after the plane? Oh, uh, shit. Well, yeah. It was only... him hanging on the side oh. of the plane. Yeah, he, and he hung did off it. That little pole, his pole dance, which was epic, where he had his hands tied behind that pole and then 
scooched himself up. Mm. You lost me at pole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tom working that pole. He worked that. He also pole has really. one of those like iconic where he like steps off that ledge to jump into that water well and he has to like do that little tight missile tuck. Mm. Love when they yeah. do that. <laughs> uh, I would recommend this to uh, pretty much anyone. So I gave it a plus two. Uh, we were all excited, so we all got points. And it was uh, Nathan, Daniel, and myself on this episode. Yeah. The boys. All the boys. All, all the, the boys. boys. Dude. Bro. Bro. Dude, Dude. man. Bro. Man. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Dude. <laughs> all right. Vacation. Vacation. I was worried. You guys were excited. Give me my point. Uh, I laughed quite a bit more than I thought I was going to. If you give this movie and, points uh, to people except me, you are a lying blatherskite. With this, <laughs> the, the kid in that was funny. He was funny. Only the parts in the trailer. Yeah, all the parts in the trailer were funny. <laughs> That's it. That's true. You chastise movies for this I very know. reason. There was like one or two more funny parts. I gave it a plus one, but I did give only Nathan a point. If you had a drink right now, I would cheers you, Evan. Uh, <laughs> and I'm wishing that I didn't. I should just change <laughs> it right now. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, you're at two. Daniel, you and I are at one. Uh, Nina Forever. Uh, if you guys didn't know now, everything else is a is a plus one. It just depends if it's a low or a high plus one to get points for an excited. I fucking won this episode. That's not true. It's not true. <laughs> Nina Forever. Did uh, Daniel, did you watch this? No. Okay. Nathan tried to, apparently. And he turned it off. I gave this one a high plus one. We were all excited. I watched the whole thing. I wouldn't say that I remember the middle part because I was playing on my phone. Of course you were. It, the parts where there's uh, less nudity, I'm guessing. The nudity lost its magic. I, when, uh, I don't when think the, that ever happens. No, nah, that mattress was fucking disgusting. Hmm. Got blood soaked too many times, and it's and they kept play, doing the same scene over and over again. Yeah, you I had thought. to cement it. Really had to cement it. Well, I just thought that, you know... The idea was there, but they just didn't know what to do with it. And they just kept repeating themselves, and then I got bored, and I stopped caring. Okay. So Nathan stopped caring, high plus one. Everyone got points. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd suggest you watch it, Daniel. I'd like to hear your take on it. Okay. Um, yeah. So we're at three to two to two. Cop car. Cop car. Cop car! I watched this today. This was the most recent movie I've actually watched. Well, it's interesting because Cop Car was burdened to me by Daniel. And we both shared an experience together watching Cop Car via the burden list. And we embraced its its merits. I feel that we appreciated it thoroughly. You know what merit Cop Car has? Kids screaming. Look, Andrew, you've Fuck got some... those kids. You've got some hang-ups. <laughs> Fuck them. You've got hang-ups. Yeah, you want to fuck those kids and you can't. <laughs> so just come Not camp. Upset. Just grab your gear and we'll go camping. This is like <laughs> one of the lowest plus ones. We'll get I understand that some people who like kids yelling want to watch movies about that. Ugh. Come on. Come on, Andrew. You obviously harped on this because when I think of cop car, I don't think of cop kids yelling at all. There's like five minutes of good movie. And the rest is just so it should have been a short film. Not that true. was twelve minutes long. Cop car was good, except it wasn't. No, it was good. You know, it wasn't what? great. 
It was just, you know, we were good. all <laughs> worried. Come on up, come on up the mountain with your <laughs> with your Snollygoster, and we'll. Uh, it's not happening. And we'll break back in this tent. <laughs> we'll, we'll play nocturnal animals together. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna broke back this mountain. Uh huh. I'm. Yeah. I'll be the owl. Who? 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 Ah, yeah. Points. I was at a point in time here where I watched uh, the end of the tour, which was the last one. I watched this just before I watched Cop Car earlier today. And uh, Infinite Jest guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you guys were worried, and I was excited because I'm excited about these kinds of things. And if you like to read books and you want to watch a movie about two guys that write write stuff, like a, a rock documentary about authors, um, you'll probably like this. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, Ivan would really writing? enjoy this movie. Uh, I don't think that uh, Daniel or Nathan will like it, um, but I liked it. It was a high plus one for me, which means that I got a point, which means that I won know. this episode. Yeah, you won it. You fucked me. That's great. We tied. <laughs> we won it together. Um, is it as good as Finding Forrester? Nathan and the intern won this episode together. Uh, I'd say it's actually pretty similar they to did Finding it Forrester. They did it together. Well, the man now, dog. Dude. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Nathan and I 69 on this one, and the result was Daniel. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Gosh. He's spewing out. <laughs> Come <laughs> here. Come here, intern. In this <laughs> opaque amniotic sack. Shuck it. Shuck it. <laughs> Slop that pusher. Slop. <laughs> Slop that pusher. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> and shuck this blatherskite. <laughs> he would say, he would use a word like blatherskite. <laughs> Absquatulate. Blatherskite. Uh, Floxinos and illophilification. <clears throat> Snollygoster. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, that's it. That's it. So That's intern won the intern archive update. Seems shady. It fucking is. Except that he tied me. We were together. Yeah, it was four to four to three. You, I think, yeah, the proper word is you, Daniel, lost. No, the proper thing is, is that I won. No, the proper thing <laughs> is that Daniel lost the archive update, um, failed to be prepared for the burden list, so he killed the entire segment. And um, paraded around like he owned the place and pissed all over some pretty highly touted dramas. I did. I feel like I... <laughs> had a solid episode be... tonight. <laughs> you, you brought it. After 68, I feel like I should just take the show over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're getting a little yeah. big for your britches. It's like, nope, nope. We're just killing the entire segment. I'm a host now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll never win... Or rarely win this fucking archive update. That's not true. You've won way more Jesus. than I have. Jesus. Can you just pretend like you're having fun? I can't. This whole show's a burden. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, you know where to find us. Trailerpartpodcast.com. You can also go to... God damn it. <laughs> it's okay. It's a reflection of your commitment. Uh, Sadsackstudios.com is the mothership. Um. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at T Park Podcast. Follow the intern at the intern TPP. Follow Daniel at One Hundred Lunatics. I think it's Hellraiser next. So if you guys like horror movies and you want to listen to us rail on about how amazing they are, we're gonna take a look at Pinhead soon. 
and it's going to be fan-fucking-tastic. I'm excited. I've never seen Hellraiser. We have such sights to show you. He's such a fucking nerd. It's not that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. You can, you yeah, can also, it fucking is. You can also follow Pretty Ivan bad. Uh, at 5Gamers. Yes. And Ivan, you're invited to uh, to join with us on the Hellraiser if you wanna if you wanna do that. I'll <laughs> let that I'll let that marinate. Oh, okay. I'll let it percolate if you wanna see what <laughs> sights you can see. Some th- call us demons, others angels. We are explorers. Seriously, Hellraiser, <laughs> you're gonna wanna be there. This is no Blair Witch Two. Hellraiser. Is not the movie you remember. <laughs> it's fucking great. All right. See you guys. <laughs> Indeed. Mm.